listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Bauckham as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life, starting right now. Now, admittedly, there are lots of myths about marriage that kind of float around and get us into trouble. And uh, so what I wanted to do today is talk about the one that I see coming up more than any other myth. And this is one myth that is particularly dangerous because it starts so early in a relationship and because we've been sold this myth so many times over and over in movies, in books, uh, in stories. Uh, and so, so many times we see that uh, myth floating around that it gets us stuck. And so what I want to talk about is both the innocence of this myth and how dangerous the myth is. This particular myth is simply this, that the path to happiness is based on a spouse. Think about that for a minute. My spouse is going to make me happy. I'm going to make my spouse happy. That's the myth that gets us into trouble. Here's why it starts so early. Remember back when you met your spouse? You probably had a a similar experience than me. It, It was exciting, right? It was this person you met and you were like, wow, this person has changed my view of things. And there's so much excitement and almost intoxication of wanting to be around this person, of feeling almost giddy around this person waiting to hear from that person, waiting for the next chance to be with that person, waiting for those long conversations. You have so much fun together. And I hear that so many times when people are talking about their relationship. You know, they just had so much fun together. They, it was like they were in sync with each other and it, they just were happy when they were around each other. And so you see that when that happens, the trap begins to be set. The trap is that that person that that relationship is what made you so happy. Now, there is happiness that comes from that, but the problem is that the myth that this person will make me happy gets to be so deeply embedded in the relationship that it creates the trap. So here's the trap. We start believing that our spouse should be the one to make us happy. So that's half of the trap. The other half is believing that it is my task to make my spouse happy. Now, think about that for a minute. If both people are feeling that they have a responsibility of making the spouse happy. Because here's the truth. You can't make somebody else happy. It's not possible to make somebody else happy. But more than that, it transfers something onto you over which you have no control. That's the real risk of this. We get to the place where we believe that this person is responsible and that you're responsible for the other person's happiness. And that's where that trap gets so deeply caught. How many times have you heard somebody talk about their better half or their other half? Even if they take away the better part, they talk about their other half. This is my other half. Part of what's embedded in that is the belief in incompleteness, that me as an individual that I'm incomplete without my spouse. And that begins to be a very dangerous piece. And and I want to talk about that for a moment in terms of what I believe. So I've talked about the fact that a marriage is about becoming a we. It's about becoming this unit of knowing that you have each other's back. No matter what life throws your way, no matter what's coming your way, you have a belief that you have each other's back, that you'll get through this together. 
And in the easy days, that's not a big deal. You just kind of recognize that you're walking along together. But in the tough days, maybe those poor days or those sick days that we talk about, that's when it matters. You know, how do you cling together to face those difficult times? Because when a couple doesn't get to be a we, they begin to strain against each other and push against each other. It becomes you versus me. A lot of times I've heard people talk about, you know, the troubles in a relationship that started when a spouse lost a job or, or when their finances fell apart or when a child got sick or when one of them got sick and they suddenly kind of pulled apart and started struggling against each other, disagreeing with each other, not supporting each other. At that moment, they stopped being a we. For a lot of people, they never got to being a we, but they, they found that the limits of their relationship and they dropped back to you and me. And so when I talk about this myth that a spouse is supposed to uh, make me happy, that's the myth. And when I talk about the fact that a spouse can't make you happy, it's not in their capacity and you can't make your spouse happy. But when I go one step further and talk about the fact that there's not the other half People start challenging that on how that fits into being a we. Well, as I've also talked about being a we, it's about two strong individuals bringing their best selves, their whole selves to the relationship. Because see, being a we does not get rid of two individuals. Think for a minute about this metaphor. If you've got a really good sports team, it's not like one of them is giving up part of themselves. You know, each person on that team can be an outstanding athlete on their own, but they bring it together to be stronger together as a force of a team. They still haven't lost their on their own skills. They haven't still haven't lost their capacity of being great players as individuals. They've just joined into another entity. And the same is true with this. And so when we talk about the other half, we sometimes indicate that there is something incomplete about us that there's something missing that has to come from a spouse. And a lot of times what we consider to be missing is that place of the spouse making us happy. So we have to be complete as we enter into this we. So many times I've heard couples who sit on the couch and talk about how they're not happy and how their spouse isn't making them happy. And I realize that they've fallen for the myth Think a minute about how this happens in our culture, because in our culture, we've begun to believe that happiness is out there. There's something out there that's going to make me happy. We make it an outside job. Happiness has always been an inside job. And whenever we transfer it out there, we get stuck. In fact, I'm not particularly fond of the word happy. I don't even think that's the goal of life. Happy shares the root word with happen. Happen is something out there. It happens. Something happens, right? And so happy has often been rooted with something happening out there. I'm happy when something good is happening. I'm happy when somebody is doing something that's happening to me. And those are the places where this trap is particularly dangerous. We start believing that our spouse has to do something to happen to us for us to be happy, or we have to do something or happen for our spouse to be happy, rather than seeing that this is an internal state. Happiness has always been an internal state, and when we fall in the trap, we're in trouble. 
Responsibility and capacity are important things to understand. So let's say that you feel the pressure to make your spouse happy. My quick question is, how are you going to do that? Because at some point, that leads to you always trying to perform, you know, to do the right thing, to say the right thing, to somehow bring something into your spouse to make them happy. And that's not within your capacity. It's never been within your capacity. You've just come to believe it. And vice versa. If you try to make your spouse make you happy, you end up slipping into control because of the difference between responsibility and capacity. Each person is responsible for their own happiness. Each person is responsible for figuring out and taking action that brings happiness to them. And sometimes the the taking action is much more internal than external. Nothing out there has to change for the happiness to come, but there has to be an internal reorientation. Now, let me be very clear. You can make a spouse unhappy. (laughs) You can make a person miserable, but you can never make them happy. You can make them miserable by doing unkind things, by taking advantage of them, by shifting responsibility to them that they don't have. Whenever we have, we take the responsibility of satisfaction and happiness and shift it to somebody else, we've given them the responsibility without the capacity. The capacity for happiness comes within the individual. It's for us, each of us as individuals, to figure out how we become happy, how we find that state of happiness. And again, I'm cautious with that word, but satisfaction and joy, contentment, all of those pieces, how do we do that? How do we find it within ourselves, for ourselves? When we line up our responsibility and our capacity, we're in good shape. So if I recognize that I am responsible to discover that place, to find the capacity for satisfaction and happiness, everything's good. I'm working uh, to bring that into my own life. But whenever I shift responsibility, when the capacity stays with me, I'm in trouble. So if my spouse wants me to make them happy, that shifts the responsibility to me when they have the capacity and I don't. So you can make a spouse unhappy, but you can never make a spouse happy. That's up to each person. How do you make a spouse unhappy? Usually by shifting responsibility onto a spouse when they don't have the capacity of trying to get something from them that they're not capable of. And a lot of times when people are unhappy, they take it out on others because they want that other person to take on responsibility. And you see the trap. So when we're not happy, it places more pressure on the relationship and on a spouse And yet, they have no capacity to change that. When a spouse is unhappy and they shift a responsibility onto a spouse, the spouse has no capacity to change it. So we need to make a switch. There are actually two switches. The first one is to recognize that I am responsible for my happiness. That each of us as individuals have to accept that we, as individuals, are responsible for our own happiness. We recognize that that happiness is internal. It's an orientation to the world around us. If we're waiting for something to finally do it, you know, the next job, the next promotion, the next whatever, it's always going to be a next. There's never going to be enough. Whenever we're looking for the next thing to bring us happiness, it'll never arrive. There's always another layer to it. 
which means that not only is it internal, it's also attitudinal. Lots of times people get stuck in the place of going, I can't have what I want. I don't have what I want. I can't get there. I won't be able to make it. Rather than shifting to say, I have enough. Where I am is an okay place to begin. Where I am is fine to find the happiness. I can change to a, I will get through this, right? I will move through life and I will find my happiness. Remember that the core piece of happiness is often in choosing between looking at things as having a lack or looking at things from a place of gratitude and abundance. That's an internal shift. We can always look around and say, there's not enough. Whatever it is, there's not enough. Or we can say, I've got enough. I've got enough for where I am to move through this day. And if not, to join with our spouse and say, let's walk through this together. So the first switch is, I am responsible for my uh, my happiness. Now, let me be clear about this. This is not an excuse to go looking for some other relationship out there. To say, okay, I'm going to be responsible for my happiness, so I'm going to go find someone else. Notice that all that does is shift the uh, responsibility for the happiness to that next person. You see, many times people have justified affairs and outside relationships by saying, I was trying to find somebody. I was taking responsibility for my happiness to find somebody that would bring me my happiness. In other words... I've transferred the responsibility from my spouse to somebody else rather than from my spouse to myself. So we each are responsible for our own happiness. The second switch is to recognize that your spouse is responsible for their happiness. To be able to say, my spouse is the one that's responsible. That's the second shift because then you don't have to focus on what can I do to make my spouse happy. Many times as I watch people trying to save their relationship or just be involved in a relationship, they spend an inordinate amount of energy trying to make a spouse happy. As they do that, the criteria that will make them happy keeps going up. Whether it's spoken from a spouse or assumed by the individual, it keeps getting steeper and steeper. So you do something and that didn't quite work. So you do something else and that didn't quite work. So you do something else and you keep adding on and on and on, trying to find that magic formula that's going to finally make that person happy, and yet it doesn't exist. Or you can drop back and recognize that the role in a marriage is about connection. There are actually three pieces that I talk about that I think are the rotational points for any relationship. One is connecting with a spouse. That's how you help to heal a relationship, but that's also how you manage a relationship, connecting with a spouse. The second one is changing yourself, finding ways of growing. And that doesn't change even after you've restored a relationship. You keep growing and changing. Changing yourself is a lifetime piece of growth. Creating a new path is always finding those new places to step into. Notice the same formula that saves a relationship is the formula that keeps a relationship moving forward. None of that was ever about making a spouse happy, though. But what you do need to do in a relationship is make sure that you support the self-expansion of the other person. Notice that changing yourself, that's about self-expansion, becoming more and more of the best person you can be. Whether it's self-growth or self-improvement or just self-exploration, finding new things, trying out new things, learning new things about the world. With a spouse, it's about supporting theirs. In fact, research shows that the 
spouses that make it, the marriages that make it through the longest are ones where the spouses support each other's self-expansion. They both feel the capacity of growth in the relationship. They both feel supported in growing in the relationship in whatever way they, they see that, whether it's learning more about themselves and their psyche and all those other pieces of self-growth, or whether it's exploring new cultures and new books and uh, new activities, new hobbies, all of those places of self-expansion. Because as we are allowed self-expansion, we begin to tap into places that make ourselves happy, that we choose to, to be a place of happiness. And when we assume that a spouse is responsible for their happiness, we also release our efforts to control them. Many times I've watched the destruction that happens when a spouse is unhappy and the somersaults that a spouse does to try to make them happy. It's not within their capacity, but they've assumed responsibility. And when they've stepped into responsibility, they've also taken over the place of control. Whenever control comes in, it begins to break down the partnership. Partners don't control each other. They walk together. There is an equality to that, a connection with that that's so important that is not in the process of control. So when you find yourself stepping into control, you recognize that you're stepping into a place of assumption, that your spouse can't control, that your spouse needs you to fix that and to make them happy, and at that point, you've fallen into the trap. So remember that neither our spouse is responsible for our happiness, nor are we responsible for our spouse's happiness, but we find that within ourselves. It's our individual responsibility. This is one of the topics I talk about a good bit in my Thrivology podcast. If you haven't been listening to that, you may want to hop over to thrivologypodcast.com, thrivologypodcast.com. Check that out because that's where I talk about some of these places where we need to work on our own happiness and our own satisfaction and find a meaningful, fulfilling life where we are responsible for our impact. So if this has been helpful, but you find some places where you need to step into your own responsibility, please check out thrivologypodcast.com. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage. You've been listening to Save the Marriage Podcast. For more information and help, please visit us at savethemarriage.com.